Okay, cool. Okay. Um, let's see. You're... I don't know if we decided this is your title or not yet, but your topic is game film. Game film talk. Film, video, watching yourself on video. Why did you choose that as your as your team thing? I love, 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 love watching video. I've done it for such a long time. And like in high school, I just think there's so many ways you can improve your game besides practicing than like anything better than going and watching yourself back, whether that be like practice or games. So you watched film a lot in high school. Mm -hmm. Your coaches made you do that, or was it like you did it yourself, or what? No, well, we did it on our own. We didn't have like assignments, but it was encouraged on our own. But we would do it like as a team, like. And so in high school, in like district play, you would go. You would have like first round, second round, and you would go and you would play all your first round, and then you would go back and you would like switch. So like if one played at your home school, you would go and switch to their school. So you would go back and like look at the game that you did or that you played with that team and then you would like you would just go through point by point like slowing it down looking at rotations who comes in and out so that was more indoor though but so like why did you feel like that that helped you it's just like sometimes when you think you do like really good in a game and like you go back and you watch and you're like dang like I made a lot of mistakes or could have done this better I just feel like it's so, you can be so observant in like the ways that you move and the calls that you make and just feel like anything that you do in a game, you can go back and watch yourself and look at if you're really doing those things right. Yeah, have you ever had the experience of feeling like you played bad and then watching the film and being like, that was actually pretty good? Yeah, a lot, I like, talk with my partner after, like, whoever I'm playing with, and I'll be like, dang, like, I played like crap that game. And I'll go back and I'll watch the film, and I'll be like, okay, like, it wasn't as bad as I told myself that it was. So do you feel like you, we both equally experience, like, playing good, thinking we played good, and then seeing that we played bad, mm. and thinking that we played bad, and seeing that we played good? Mm. You think that it's, like, equal? Yeah, I think like there are some times where it could be like just opposite, but I feel like it's equally like if I think I play really good, then there's maybe a few games where like I actually did do good and I did the right things. There's always, you know, more to improve on, but I feel like there's more of like I played bad, but here are things that I did good. Because I feel like generally what happens, at least for me, is that I feel like I played pretty good. I remember the good moments. And then I go watch the film and I'm like, actually most of this is kind of like not that good. Mm -hmm. Most of this is kind of like, I'm not really impressed by. Yeah. I rarely have the experience of like, nah, I played like crap. And then being like, no, you know, it was actually pretty good on film. Yeah. So I wonder if like it's a personality thing or what it is where some of us in games, in the moment, like either we inflate either good moments or bad moments. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's like personality or 
do you think most people inflate more of the good or more of the bad? Like, what do you think? I feel like more people inflate the good, and I feel like it depends on what kind of player you are. Like, if you're, like, this aggressive, going for everything, you're probably going to remember the good things that you did in that game. But if it's more like, you know, play reserved or vanilla, then I feel like you'll remember more the bad that you did in that game and then not give enough credit for things that you probably did do good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I need to think about it like that. What do you think about, like, watching other people play? Like, whether that be, like, pro, higher level, or, like, even your own teammates? Because that's, like, something that, like, I do as well in film. Like, go and watch my other teammates to see what they're doing. Or go watch, like, AVP videos. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, well, for one, I've never had a team to be able to really do that with, yeah. to watch my teammates. But, yeah. I mean, watching video is basically, I feel like, how I learned a lot of the, of the sport. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot for me was just watching and, like, noticing patterns and seeing consistencies across high-level players and seeing, like, the way they move and the things that they do and the choices that they make. And we were just watching film, you know, the other week, right, mm -hmm. and talking about how we were watching the FIVB and defensively, like, they were really calm and balanced and and weren't doing a ton of movement. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, a little bit different from what we look like sometimes. And so uh, I think it's extremely valuable. For whatever reason, though, I think, I guess my counter question to you is... Do you have things that you don't, people that you don't watch because like it feels too different from like your game? Like there's like, do you get as much value out of watching like your teammates as you do of watching like pro men's? Mm. That's interesting. Cause like it's, it's obviously men's. It's going to be a lot more different. Like they're taller, bigger, faster, jump higher. They make all these crazy moves, you know, with the jump setting, the the optioning. But I don't know. I I think it's more like inspirational to watch them, and it's not something that maybe I would imply in my game. Like maybe I would watch someone similar to me, being a defender or a spot blocker. I would watch someone more similar to see if it's even beneficial for me to watch and then to learn from them. But I just think it's more more reasonable to watch like women's like the FIVB match that we watched. Because that's like something you could really translate into like my own game, I guess. So you feel like it's more beneficial to watch people that are similar ish to you or like a better version of you or whatever it is. Yeah, like watching those like AVP matches, FIVB, like those are some like those are games that I could probably watch and learn from and you know experiment in my own game with like the you know different defense setting, offense, literally anything. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think I used to think about that a lot because we used to have this like cue sheet of different like cues that we would use and I would attach a video to all of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the video was college. It was like all different levels, but some of the video was men's. 
And then I realized like something happens to a lot of you guys. I feel like when you're watching like men film of men's mm-hmm. film, um, which is like something in your brain kind of shuts off. Like you get like this block where you're like you can't translate that to part of your game because like you always be like, oh, there's because of the physicality. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, this is not realistic, like whatever. But it's like. I always viewed it as, I always viewed it as like watching, watching men's a lot of time seems way more beneficial because the moves are so exaggerated, like because they're longer and taller, like mm-hmm. you notice the movements more. It's the same movements that like women are making. Yeah. Like when you think about like a step close or a block move, like yeah. it's the same, it's a lot of times mechanically it's very similar, mm-hmm. but it's just like the men are maybe like covering more ground with their step or like pressing further on their block. But like, it's the same move, but it's like easier to see. Yeah. So I actually felt like it's beneficial, but something, I don't know, do you feel like you have that thing where it's just kind of like, this is different. Like, this is not something like I could do. I don't know if it's like a a block in front of me that's like, I'm never going to be able to do that. But I, I almost think of it like, I don't know, just like, I was, like I said earlier, just like more inspirational. Like I feel like when I watch men's play, it's so exaggerated in what they do. I tell myself that I probably could be like some of those defenders, but like you said, some of the physicality stuff makes me think that I can't do that. But it's more, it's just more interesting to watch them compared to when we watch women play. Or like and when you're watching like really high level stuff, what exactly are you watching generally? Me personally, as a defender, I'm watching how they move. Most of the time, they never make these big exaggerated movements. Whereas sometimes when I watch myself, you know, playing in a game, I'm making all these big movements and wondering why I can't play defense but when I watch them I look at what they what they call and how the outcome is because most of the time they they pick it up between the first side switch of who they're going to go at where that person's going to go and like where to serve them to get them to like make their play basically yeah I think I think a lot of people, it's hard to like look at the right things on film. Yeah. Like you just watch the rallies or like you follow the ball. Or it's like, look at the good stuff, but don't look at, not saying the bad, but look at what you could improve on, I feel. It's taking, yeah. it's taking me a while to really look at the right things. And I'm, obviously I can still learn how to watch film, but in high school I would literally just go through and just watch a full game without even really doing anything. I would just look at all the good kills I had or the great digs I had, but I wouldn't really look at like the bad set calls I made or the balls that I didn't get in defense or even now, like you just looking at, you know, the aces and the kills instead of looking at long movements, you know, miscommunication. Yeah. I just think like many people look over the things that could probably help them win games than to, you know, just look at the good stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's different depending on what you're watching. Like, if you're watching yourself, like, I think you're, like, looking for the best things. Yeah. When you're watching somebody else that's on your level, I think you're watching for, like, all the bad things. Yeah, and you probably overlook the good yeah. that they do. No, for sure. You're yeah. like, oh, that's, like, not that, that's whatever. Yeah. And then when you're watching, like, a really high-level match, I feel like a lot of people just watch the plays, like, mm-hmm. the rallies. The rallies, yeah. Because... Sometimes I'll be like, in the past, we'll have been like leading us through film, trying to look at something specific, and I can just tell people are just like watching the rally play. Yeah. You know, when it's like, it's definitely a trained skill or a trained habit to be able to like look at not the, the ball. Yeah. Like or look at the defender during the rally. Or what the blocker does. Right. Because that's so beneficial like the defender sets up where they're at based on their blocker so if if your blocker's not in position then i feel like the whole play just gets thrown off yeah yeah looking at the right things is really hard like you know not ball watching is a really really tough skill um yeah definitely developed a developed skill i think I don't know. Do you think like watching more film of other teams in the future will help us be more mentally prepared? Because we talk about all the time. Like with scouting, you mean? Yeah, basically. More like watching more film of other teams. Yeah, I mean, the thing about scouting is like scouting takes time Mm -hmm. and it takes focus and especially with what we do in beach i'm not really sure i haven't figured out how much of that should be our job as coaches and how much of it should be your job as players um because in a perfect world and the pairs change and the partnerships change it's like it's really hard to like get clear data on people but the reality is yeah i think every time i'm able to scout a match it tells me a ton about because most the reality is like most people have tendencies Mm -hmm. and most people at our level have pretty clear tendencies there's not a ton of people we play that are like hard to scout most you know shot charts are either like they're wrist away hitters or they're cross body hitters and most people are cross body hitters And so, like, most people don't hit the wrist away cutty, and most people don't do certain things, and and so when you learn that, you can just instantly plan your game around not defending a certain percentage of the court or whatever, and it's just, like, the margins you're able to, like, gain, the little percentages you're able to, like, increase, those add up a lot, and you don't really know that if you don't scout, but it takes time and patience and diligence and watching the right things you know I think it's definitely a skill to have but I feel that most people might not want to put in that much work because it's a lot to watch film like I find myself staying up past my bedtime watching film because you know that's something that I want to get better at but it's definitely something that's really I feel like personally that's really hard to do yeah and it's hard to do well because you can put in the time watching film, but like, it's like 
don't mistake activity for achievement kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of times I, I can tell that we just like we'll just watch the game. Yeah. And it's like, well, you need to watch their attacks, you need to watch what plays they run on defense, you need to watch mm -hmm. where they serve, how they serve, you need to watch receive who how they receive, who makes the calls, whatever. Like you need to almost watch the match like four different times looking at four different things. Yeah. You know? It's a lot too, trying to do those specific things. And then with like our assignments that we do, depending on what it is, whether it's like look at your your offense, look at your defense, look at your serving, look at your, you know, no goes or something like that. I feel like that's more discreet and clear for your personal game. But watching overall film, it's a like it's a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 good. It's and you get way more efficient at it the more you do it. Yeah. I mean you get way quicker at like understanding how to filter certain things in and out. Mm -hmm. Um just even just watching. Yeah. Um but having a good system goes a really really long way. Mm -hmm. Um I also will say that I think that there is a ton of value. The previous one of the coaches that I worked for sometimes would tell the team to just like watch the game and like just get a feel for like what they think is going to happen, just like their mm -hmm. instincts. Yeah. Because sometimes it's cool, it's actually good to like watch not with a specific focus mm -hmm. and just have a feeling of like, what is this team like? What is this player like? Mm -hmm. Like what, what vibe do you get from them? What, you know, you get a sense of like, oh, this person like wants to be aggressive. Yeah. Or this person like, you know, you get like a, just you like develop a, a little bit of an instinct for them. Yeah. yeah. Just by not focusing on any one specific thing. Yeah. You know, which that's really valuable too, I feel like. I feel like, but watching like just watching someone play like if we you know get to a tournament and we get to watch the game before we play I feel like going in with that kind of mindset is so beneficial when you like go in and play just depending on but then I feel like it depends on how that person plays game to game like do you think yeah. it changes like depending on what team like, kind of play? I think you can kind of I think we actually are pretty good at having a sense of like what type of player somebody is, even just by watching them for a little bit. Or even you know? like how they warm up. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of just tell a lot about somebody by just kind of just zooming out, mm -hmm. not really focusing on any one specific thing and just kind of like, what are they like? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it needs to be both because you definitely can't trust that alone. Yeah. Sometimes, like, taking a little bit of data is really objective and, like, kind of cuts through your feelings about what you're seeing. Yeah. Which that goes back to, like, you know, your own game, right? Is like, that's the reason for going through film is, like, not trusting your, like, emotional response to what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, there's a lot of different ways... And there's people that are way better at it than all of us that are like, their whole jobs are to scout and yeah. and they have good systems and good charts and good like ways of filtering their own vision to like look for like yeah. high return 
tendencies and patterns and stuff like that. But I feel know? like it's so much easier for, for some other sports. Like, I think about uh, maybe, like, football, for example. Like, they, they go and, like, watch film. Even, like, here in college they have, you know, meetings and film watching, but it's, I feel like it's so much more discreet and clear with how they play. But we're such a small sport. There's only, you know, four people on a court compared to football where there's, you know, tons on a field. And they can go up, they have cameras up high, and they can go and tell them to make calls. But here in Beach, there's so many other different factors that go into watching film. Like, there's so many things that you could look at in one game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's harder in some ways. It's easier in some ways, you know? Yeah. It's easier because there's less people in the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in some ways it's harder because there's five different courts. There's different partnerships. Those could change. It's kind of like, are you scouting individuals or are you scouting pairs? Mm -hmm. Like, even when you're watching yourself, it's kind of like, you know, there's so much variability to the game, like you're saying, that um, it is a different, it is different for sure. I mean, when you, like, think about basketball, like, a lot of people are running a similar-ish lineup most nights, and, like, they run, they have their systems and their plays, and they have their shooters, and they have their, you know, like, they have a lot of things that, and I don't know, but, like, yeah, it's a whole team is consumed into like one court, you yeah. know. Scouting volleyball too is a way, I think, easier than I think scouting it's beach. So much easier. Like, I mean, you have, yeah, you'll have people that will rotate in and out, but you usually have that one, like one or two star players, like that, whether that be your middle or your outside, you know, that are consistent. And there's, you know, more people on court. Yeah, I genuinely feel like with with indoor, because I used to scout a lot when I coach indoor, like do this guy for every week, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's pretty simple in my opinion. It's like you said, who are their hitters? What do they do? Where do they like? Yeah. Where do they serve? It's like what rotations are they good? What rotations is trouble? What rotations do they have a weak block? Like it's very systematic. Very Indoor is very systematized, and so yeah. most teams they have their system, and it's it doesn't change a whole lot. Mm -mm. It's basically basically for the most part, it's system versus system, and it's can we optimize our system a little bit more than you optimize yours? Can we like match up in ways that we have a our outside our front row outside that's high productive up with your. Five, uh, with your 5-1 short setter and just set the outside for three rotations and hit line. Mm -hmm. Like, can we do that and have success? Can we be in system and feed the middle? Like, it's pretty, like, systematic in a lot of ways. I feel like the only time where it gets to where, like, a team, you know, will beat, you know, 25, you know, 15, 25-20 is whether or not they can be in system. Yeah. You know, that's a lot about indoors, that when you're out of system... It's like put the ball on the court and play defense, kind of like us too. But I feel like for us, when we get out of system, it's try and make as much trouble, basically. Yeah. To then get it back 
and then side out where, where I feel as an indoor when you're out of system it's fairly simple to get your point back you know you could get a big stuff lock or I mean yeah keep playing defense yeah. and there's a lot more rallies that go on yeah I mean for sure it's yeah I don't know there's and I think the thing about beach um, that's harder to scout is that the beach game in general, like people will go in and out of different strategies to a much higher degree than in other sports. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not gonna say in all of the sports, but I think in indoor. Yeah. I mean, because it's so easy to make adjustments, like, and a lot of people won't maybe see this from the outside, but you know, you could be attacking in a certain direction and then they can just re-raise their defense and take that away and then you gotta change again and then they change and it becomes like, there's a lot of changes. Like it's very like mental, you know? Mm -hmm. um, which also makes it hard to scout because when you look at a lot of indoor matches, like not a whole lot, you can watch, you know, I'll watch two, three matches and it's like not a whole lot changes. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll change like which hitters they're feeding, mm -hmm. you know, like to be more productive. But that's not a whole lot of, you know, you kind of just know. With beach, it's kind of like, and it depends on the pair. Some pairs are really good, and they do the same thing every match, and it works. Mm -hmm. Other pairs, it's like, maybe they'll be swinging a lot one game, or shooting a lot another, or running from a certain location one time, or defensively especially, yeah. teams will change a lot. a lot. Offensively, a lot of teams like what they like, mm -hmm. but defensively, it's like, are they playing straight up? Are they pulling a lot? Are they pulling the same direction? Do they always pull lines? Do they always block line and transition? Do they run threes and fours? Are they affected at running threes and fours? Like, do they double up? Like, and that could change side switch to side switch, yeah. game to game. So one match really doesn't tell the story of, mm -hmm. of, of a pair in the beach, I think, you know? Yeah. But I find, like, when we were talking, I don't know if you saw this at practice the other day, but trying a certain thing and sticking with it to try and get that data whereas if you try a whole bunch of things you're never gonna know if it works but yeah. when I'm watching myself in film and we do one or two certain things you can get so much information back but when I look at some games where it was interchangeable the whole time and there was never one specific thing that we did and stuck with then I wonder if we could have won that game or it could right. have turned out differently. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, I always think about it like, you know, when like penalty kicks in soccer? Mm -hmm. So it never really made sense to me, was, this is going to be like a hot take, but it never really made sense to me how in penalty kicks you would try and like dive different ways. <laughs> Like left or right or guess. stay, like because they are guessing, right? Yeah. But it's like most penalty kick situations, you really just need to get like one block, like one stop, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, to me, it's almost like, why would you not dive the same way every time? Because the chances of five penalty kicks going the opposite way you go every time seems low. Now, obviously, if, as a goalie, if you did that every single time, people would figure it out. Yeah. But, like, 
you know what I mean? You, when you mix up your strategy, there's a chance that you could be wrong every time. Mm -hmm. Like you'll never know. There, you, exactly. So when you translate that to beach, it's like, let's say you just decide to like have your blocker stay lined the whole time. Mm -hmm. And as a defender, like you're kind of like, for example, guessing cutty or guessing high line. You could guess wrong every time. But if you, for example, for a few points, guessed high line every single time, you probably pretty high likelihood that you're going to get at least one high line that's going to be hit during that time. At least one. Like they're going to mess up one time and or their shot caller is going to give them a wrong call or they're just hitting what they like. Exactly. So like, and so you can't be so exaggerated with that idea, yeah. but the idea of like, consistently trying something mm -hmm. to where you can kind of, it makes you more attuned, I think, to learning about the other team's preferences and habits. Yeah. If you pull every single time, for example, you're gonna learn a lot about a team. You're yeah. gonna learn, can they and do they swing on an open net every time? Because that's like so testable. So testable because a lot of teams, they will. They'll. Hammer, 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 hammer. Mm -hmm. Cool, now we know. A lot of teams, when it's perfect, and they'll try, but a lot of times they can't. Or they tapes, can't. or they it's tape, like, or, or it goes out, or goes out. the net. Or they'll just shoot because like they're not confident enough to swing. Yeah. Can, can A lot of teams we played, like, do you think that they could beat us with hard-driven balls for 21 points? Probably not. Probably not, right? <laughs> so if we're confident in our side-out game, then defensively there's a lot of opportunity, I feel like, to really try things. And, and that's to tie that back to the scouting and the film, like the consistency of attempting those things allows you to like process mm -hmm. patterns way more clearly, in my opinion. Yeah. I think there was a team that, that I played. There was a girl that loved Highline and she like on a perfect perfect ball she could hammer and that was something that she was good at but it was like we let those hammers go and we were picking up all these Highline balls and it was so much more clear the type of player that she was that we stuck with her and ended up you know coming short in that game but it was like sticking with your plan and you know letting you know one or two bangers go it's like exactly it's that, like yeah. it's not about getting everything it's just about getting some things yeah that's the thing i've had to learn about watching film is sometimes you just have to give up something because you're not going to get every single ball that you know may come yeah. your way so what do you think about, I mean, obviously everyone doesn't think of film the same way. So as it relates to your, you kind of being the, the film person that's like making sure that people are, are watching their film on huddle with, with these assignments that we help create, like, I guess, how do you observe people like, some people don't like to do it. Yeah. You know, some people like it, but they're not good at it. Like, what does the spread of like skill sets and perspectives look like from your from your end? 
from my perspective of feedback that I've gotten, it's more of it's time consuming. Like you, you really have to set aside time to do it. Or it's I like it, it's I know the benefits, and if I do it correctly, it could really help me, but it's not something that I'd like to do. So it's either I don't like it at all, or it's I know the benefits, I know what I could get out of it, but I just don't like it. You know, film yeah. is, I don't know, just me personally, I just, I like it a lot. I've always liked it. So it's interesting to hear that most people know that it's probably really good, but that it's just not something that they ever did, I guess. Yeah. Either in high school or, you know, now, I guess. How important do you think it is? I mean, like, how much more or less should we be doing, do you think? Hmm. I liked when we said, what was it? I think it was maybe an hour or two that day when we watched the FIBB match. Maybe, like, like I know it, we all are so busy and with you know school volleyball traveling it's it's a lot so i mean i think you just learn so much from it that you know maybe doing it at least one time a week possibly like well i'm not team. talking about like so i'm saying like not Thinking about like logistics, like just like how important do you think it actually is? Like, where do you feel like it ranks in like the things? Do you feel like it's like the number two thing? Probably not the number two. Maybe like top five. I I think. In what and what other other things? Mm. I mean, like for me, it's kind of like practicing and training. That's like. Probably my number one. Seems like it's pretty high up there. Yeah. yeah. That, that would probably be like my number one would be. Actually doing the thing. Yes. Yeah. Like practicing. Well, I mean, practice plan is probably number one. And then, I don't know. It's, it's hard because there's only so much that we can do. So it's like how, it's more the question as how important do you want it to be? I feel like. What is it? What do you mean by that? Mm, how like how important is it to you? Like some people may not benefit from watching film, or that's just not their style of playing. Like some people, you know, get out there and attack the game how they want to, and still win without really watching film. Then others may be more reliant on it to look at themselves or if they're not as confident as someone else might be. So it's, I feel like it's just more personal. It's more personalized. Yeah, so you think that people legitimately get different amounts of value out of it? Yeah, for sure. There may not be any benefit at all to it for one person, but it could mean all the benefits to another. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I think about that. I mean, 
I have a feeling that people that don't like it probably get more benefit than they think out of it when they're forced to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Because I mean, how else are you supposed to be objective about yourself? Or how else can you learn about yourself right. if you never, ever watch yourself on film? Yeah. Yeah. I have a kind of a theory that people that, like, don't find any value out of it just don't like sitting down to do it. Probably. It's kind of like, I'll give you another example. It's kind of like, when you study, hmm. do you study with, like, how do you study? Do you have, like, music on? Do you, mm-hmm. like, put headphones in? Do you have TV on? Like, no. Well, you don't really have, no, you're no. not in a situation <laughs> like that, but, like. Most of the time, I'll be, like, in a room like this by myself. May, like, depends on how hard it is. If it's something like a class that I struggle with, I probably won't have headphones in because that's probably going to distract me. Or whereas if I'm just, you know, doing a discussion post or something, like I probably have headphones in. But if it's like a big exam, I'll be isolated in a room like this, no headphones, like studying for hours. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they go to study, like they'll go with friends or they'll put music in. Yeah. Or they'll go to, you know, like Starbucks or whatever, or someplace, coffee shop. Mm. And it's like, I think people, one, may not know what is best for them. Yeah. Slash, maybe they do, but they just really don't like to do it. Yeah. Because, like, what's probably best, like what you're talking about, is, like, no distractions, no other people, just, like, really solid focus on something. Because I can't. I can't be in a room for some reason with other people while I study. Right. I feel like I get so like awkward basically because we're not talking, we're just in silence. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like I would when I would go with my friends to a coffee shop like over break and we would have homework. It was maybe over like Thanksgiving break. And we went to a coffee shop and I just couldn't do my work. Yeah. We were just sitting there drinking our coffee and then we ended up talking the whole time and I didn't get any work done. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my kind of theory about film is that like people tell themselves things about film like, yeah, it's not, it's, you know, it's okay or it doesn't help me that much or I don't like to watch my own film or whatever. But it's like, you know, they know that it's really beneficial for them if they were to really sit down and watch it, you know. Um, But like, did you ever watch like your like baseball film? Like when you would play games and stuff? Um, uh, no, because we didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. I watched myself hitting sometimes. More like practice film? Yeah, I watched myself in like batting cages a lot. Um, and. Or like your grass volleyball matches? Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of film now myself, just. Over the years? Yeah, and for me, like, it's always not as good as it felt. It's always like, I felt good, or I felt like I was jumping really well, or I felt like I was serving really hard, or I felt like I was really offensively productive. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, actually, like, there's a lot of attempts that I'm making that I'm not scoring, or, like, that wasn't that hard of a swing. Which also makes me think, like, I feel like the film, like, deadens the power a little bit sometimes? There's sometimes where I think I hit this ball 
so hard or I jumped so high in the moment. Like you can like recollect that feeling and then I go back and I look at it and then I feel like I didn't jump an inch off the ground. It's, it's, it's one or two things like, it's either that we just aren't as explosive as we feel or there's something about film that like slows and softens the actual movements, yeah. you know, which, which actually makes me, one thing that I've thought over the past year or two is that I, watching film has helped me a lot, but it's also like, it also disappoints me a lot. And sometimes when I play these tournaments and like I'll win a decent amount of games or I'll get through a decent amount of playoffs or whatever. And I'll overall like fairly successful day results wise. Yeah. I watch film and be like, I sucked. <laughs> but then I'll be like, you know, I felt good. Yeah. So like I don't want the film to like mess with you basically. Make me feel worse about myself when I actually was Results-wise, fairly productive. Mm. Like, because for me, especially, just an undersized player, like, I'm, like, pretty decent at finding ways to get it done, results-wise. But I go back and watch, so I'm, like, a lot of that wasn't in, like, ways that I wanted it to be. Mm. It's not, like, me passing dimes, going up, and, like, hitting good balls. Like Or, like, being, like, going and watching and not thinking that that really looks like you or, right. like is yourself basically yeah i mean i just for me like i've started to learn about film that for myself that it's nice to see but if i felt good about the day it's not that i ignore it. i'm kind of like okay i take notes on myself i'm like okay like you know approach needs to be deeper or whatever but i don't like add up all the like oh this sucked, this sucked, this sucked, this yeah. sucked. So it's like a really hard balance because if you're feeling good when you play mm-hmm. and you're getting good results, then film should be watched, in my opinion, through a lens of, okay, like, times I didn't do good, what was what was the trends there? What were the patterns there? Mm-hmm. You know, if I felt like I was, re- a lot of times, I, for me, I watch film a lot and I realize I'm not really reaching as well as I can. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, good. Good day. Felt good. Was jumping high. Still have more reach. Yeah. Like, so then I'll like. So do you think that people may spend less time on maybe certain games or like a tournament weekend if they felt good? Or it's like, if you didn't feel good, do you think you would go back and watch even more? I think that... Most people go back and watch the games they felt the best with. Yeah, because, I mean, me personally, I do that too. Like, if I there's a game that I remember that I felt like I had a lot of great swings, I got a lot of digs, or, you know, was passing really well, I'll go back and watch that game. Yeah. But then if there was a game where, you know, probably felt like I didn't do as good, for me personally, I... I like feed more through that. Like I kind of want to go watch that more, but obviously you want to go watch the one that you felt the best in. Yeah. I think people are attracted to like seeing themselves do good things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think when you do bad things, you kind of already know what those are. So you just kind of, sometimes, I don't know if this is good or bad, but 
on a like good film day, like where I, you know, felt like I did really good in a game and there's like just some small things, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like I kind of already felt that in the game, so I feel like I don't really need to watch it yeah. here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard to know, like as a coach, like to go back and tell someone to watch bad things because they may already know they were doing those things, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like we as a coach, we as coaches have to know that you know that you did those things and know what those look like. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to see yourself from the outside mm -hmm. um, to be able to, I guess, just truly, like, get closure yeah. on the bad things you're doing. Yeah, because then, like, there's some games where, you know, we'll come up at a, you know, technical timeout, and I'll be talking with my partner on things that aren't going as well. And then I'll remember that and then go back in the game and then say, like, I was right. Like, we weren't doing this and this and this. Right. So then that's where I feel that looking at the good things is probably more beneficial when you already know, like, the things you weren't doing well. But if you don't know, then that's where I think film is better for that specific person if they didn't know what they did wrong. For like, sure. There's times sure. where... You know, I may ask, what was I doing wrong in that game? Like, sometimes I don't know. And I'll ask myself that to my partner after the game. I'll be like, what did I do wrong? Or I'll, like, say that to a coach. Like, what did I do in the game that wasn't helping me win or wasn't doing anything for me? And then I'll go back and look at film. But then there's times where I tell myself, yeah, I wasn't doing this. I already know that. Yeah. What do you think is the best time to watch your own game film like time of day <laughs> no like so like like right after or right after right before you know days after when you're mm. decompressed i i would like to say days after just because you have time to collect your thoughts about it and I don't know, maybe your body's still like, you know, in that moment right after a game. Because right after a game, it's like you're energized, like, you know, depending on how it went, it's like your emotions could be all over the place or could feel really good, could feel really bad. So I don't know about watching it right after, but. But when you were in juniors and you filmed your matches, did you ever like go watch it right after? <laughs> exactly, right after. Like in high school, when we would, we would have like a long travel day, and it was like a school that was like an hour away, and our film would already be uploaded, and I would be just like sitting on the bus with my phone like this, like just head down, like yeah, like it was already dark outside, and yeah. And I would go and watch it, like, in class. As we're talking, I'm feeling like... I'm feeling like... There's, like, a lot of different times you should watch film. It's, like... Right after is maybe okay, just so you, like... You can match your feelings with what was actually happening pretty you quick. Can, you can, like, almost... Validate yeah, your feelings, yeah. kind of, yeah. Days after is good, too. Just having decompressed, watch it again. Mm -hmm. As we're talking, I'm thinking like, you know, 
right before actually seems like it would be really helpful. Yeah, to look at. It's kind of like you watch your stuff and then you're like, okay, shoot, yeah, I don't want to look like that. Like, keep my arm high or do this or do that. And it's like it just primes you right before you play. Yeah. Seems like that could actually be beneficial. I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever tried No, that. me either. But I just, I was just like, that idea just came to me and I was like, that would probably help me. Because a second after I watch my film, I instantly want to, like, go fix it. Or, like, I want to get that game back, you right. know? Like, when I watch it right after or, you know, when we have a travel day and the, you know, game's already uploaded and I'll watch it sometimes. And I'll instantly, you know, if it was a, a game that I, you know, missed an opportunity on, I instantly just want to go back and fix all those things. So. Yeah. It kind of primes you because when you're watching your stuff, you're like, you're either drawn to the good things or the bad things or maybe both. And so you're wanting to do those good things and not do those bad things. So it's like this, like this visceral, visceral like, okay, like I'm going to go out there and fix it right now. Yeah. Do you, you think know? it's like a part of like visualization basically right before almost like this is what I yeah, I'm gonna do exactly, and this is what I'm not gonna do. You know, exactly. I think I think it is that, yeah. and I think on that note, if there was a way that I could like, I don't know how this would be possible, but if there was a way when I was coaching in the box to like on a side switch pull a play that like just happened. Oh, like maybe cool. two three points ago and just have them watch it on the side switch hey like you see this is what you did here on this play we were trying to run and this is what they did or this is what they're doing that would be like that would be awesome because i mean you think about when you you come with us like on a side switch and it's it's like it's basically that but without actually seeing it right 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 you exactly know? i'm like i'll tell people to run this play and then on the side show, like, yeah, you like you left early, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they can't always like feel that or see that or process that in the moment. Yeah. If they just were able to see it, mm. you know? Because like, you can hear it all you want. You know, I feel like it's almost when you learn how to do something in volleyball. You know, when you were younger and they would almost show you how to do it rather right. than telling you how to do it. Yeah. So... I feel like it's the same concept with that if that were actually theoretically possible. It's like you can tell us what the other side is doing or what we're doing, but it's not until you see it and, and when you're going to actually, when it like registers in your mind what yeah. to do. Yeah, it's really, it really gets into like, this is a way longer conversation, but just the idea of like visual learning kind of. I mean, like, yeah, I don't think you could, it's so interesting how you have to, like, approach learning from so many different ways. Mm. You know, like, something I read a long time ago about coaching, which I'll ask you this, is, like, <laughs> if you had to tell someone, if you were teaching someone how to turn on a bicycle, like if you had to give them verbal instruction on how to do that, like oh what gosh. would you tell them? That's so difficult about showing them. So if someone's riding a bike and you're giving them verbal instructions on how to turn, like what would you say? 
oh, like, mm, I don't even know. I'd say, like, just angle the bike to your left and brake as you go and keep pedaling. And then I don't even, like, angle the bike to your left. <laughs> so what do you think? Okay, so that's fine. That's fine. So what do you think would happen if someone followed those directions? They probably wouldn't turn correctly. What would, what would they do? They'd just, like... They would just... They'd just, like, maybe lean or something. I don't well, know. Well, they wouldn't do what you just did. No. Which is turn your hands because no. you didn't tell them anything about their hands. <laughs> you just said angle your bike, which, to me, it's I hear like, that and I think, like, lean. <laughs> so you would just fall over. That would just make A lot of people would say maybe, like, to turn left, it's like, you know, maybe, like, pull the left side of the handle and mm -hmm. push the right a little bit. Yeah. And if you did that, like, you would also fall because you wouldn't... Yeah, you would lean the right way. Yeah. So, like, what we're getting at is that verbal instruction alone is definitely not enough to, like, learn motor skills. No. Right? It's also that probably just watching. Watching is probably, I would think, better than verbal. Yeah. In some ways. But watching alone is not, you're not going to learn just by watching. Yeah. So... And maybe it's different for everybody, you know? I don't know. I know for me, what, what I feel like is helpful to me, you know, and what order is most helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a question that's, I don't, I don't know how to approach as a coach because yeah. some people might get a lot of benefit out of the watching, some people might get more out of like verbal or out of doing or, yeah. You know, you mentioned like being a kid or whatever, learning things and like seeing it modeled. Yeah. Well, I think, I just think about, because I go on, you know, home for the summer and I'll teach, you know, little kids basically. And it's not until you like, they see it, if I, if they're, you know, learning how to hit a ball or their approach, we'll like, you know, show them and it sort of directly translate to like what they actually do. And I just think about little kids learning. Like they need to see it more than how you tell them. Because if you tell them, they probably won't get it on the first try. Yeah. So I just think visual learning and watching film is maybe more beneficial than, you know, someone just telling you in practice or a coach telling you in practice or in a game that this is something you could fix, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think in a perfect world, in my perfect beach facility, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> Your high-end beach facility. I would have every court on a video delay, every, like all practice, every practice. That's to where like mean. anytime we wanted to just like, hey, what did that feel like? Watch it right now. I'm just being able to watch it back anytime. Being able to just instantly be like, that was really good, watch it. Yeah. Or like, you left early there, watch it. Because you feel it in practice, you know? Sometimes, sometimes you don't. It's true, but there are times where I know that I left early or that my feet weren't to the ball or, I don't know, not reaching high enough, but being able to watch it would give me so much more clarity. And I feel like more players could get that clarity watching. Yeah. 
watching. Yourself. I think a little bit differently than that. I feel like the times you know are not necessarily times to worry about. It's the times when you don't know you're leaving early. You're like you like question it basically. Well, you're like you weren't even aware that you left early, yeah. or you weren't even aware that you were out of balance or that you you know whatever. Like then it's like you need to see it to be like oh I guess I did. Yeah. I guess I I wasn't balanced or I guess I wasn't this like. Yeah. That's how you really like. I think maybe it's one of the reasons you have awareness is because you've watched film, and so like. It builds an awareness of like watching yourself from outside of yourself when you're playing yeah to be aware of what your body's doing yeah. some people are good at that some people are bad at that yeah. i mean as a coach like you can tell people hey like you know lead with your elbow or whatever something some mechanical cue yeah some people are like really good at exaggerating it or whatever other people like think they're doing it and they're just not like they just don't have body awareness yeah you know? I don't know. That's sorry, that's another topic we could really talk about for a long time is body awareness, but I don't I don't well, know yeah, if it's I th- like learned or Well, I, I think, know. yeah, that's a I mean, I don't know either, but I think that one of the best tools we have to potentially build some body awareness is film. Yeah. Right? Like you know, cuz you can think in your head, I'm doing these things, I'm trying to do these things, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, another good example is like, well, yeah, there's just a lot of things you can do to be like, do you realize you're doing this? And they don't realize they're doing it. And then you can show them and be like, whoa. Yeah. Or you talk about, we talk about like, low pushy a lot, right? Right. Especially, so much debate on a cutty, for example. And it's more on the wrist away that it's so controversial because sometimes I think that I'm on top of the ball but then you know you or someone else might be telling me hey like you're hitting from you know down here and it's like dang I don't even feel that you know so it's I don't know it's it's a weird thing too yeah no that's that's where a film I think is most beneficial is like I can tell you something, but if you didn't feel it and you didn't see it, how do we bridge that gap? Film is kind of like the, the bridge there, yeah, you know, like the video. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else we haven't covered? I don't know. Let me see. Um, I don't know. I think that may be it. Yeah, there's another discussion to be had about, like, the idea of visual learning and yeah. and what that is, what it means, if everyone's the same or different there. I think about like studying almost again, about visual learning. I had to learn myself how to study and what works for me and being a visual learner helps, but people may not know how they learn. Yeah. You know, there's so much, you know, you may not know about yourself and how you learn or how you get better at things if you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a plug for watching a film because like you may not know how beneficial it can be to your game until you like put in a little bit of time and like watch it and you feel like this is actually really helpful, you know. So what happens like if someone does put the time in and they don't it say that it doesn't directly translate to you know, 
body awareness or being able to watch yourself. Like, what happens then? I guess just quit. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I don't know because I can't think of anybody that wouldn't get benefit out of watching film. Mm. I'm sure, I guess it's possible, but... That's just like a theory question almost. Yeah. Like, almost like, can you directly translate it? You know, yeah. or does it directly translate to you? I mean, I guess, I guess my answer to that is that it's hard to know, it's hard to draw a straight line from anything to body awareness. Yeah. Like, doing, listening, watching, experimenting, learning, like, whatever. It's kind of, I don't think we really know what directly builds body awareness. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a combination of things, right? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into body awareness. Like you either you can feel it, you can see it, someone can tell you. There's I feel like there's so many things that factors that could go into that. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's part of like a bod, uh, like a holistic approach to like essentially what's motor learning essentially which is you got to do all the things and they're all some level of benefit and maybe over the course of your lifetime or your career you will start to get an idea of like which things benefit you marginally more and benefit you marginally less yeah. you know does that come with time though like as you get older do you does that margin like change? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think because I have a similar question about awareness in general. Yeah. Like just awareness, is that are you born with it? Like, or is it taught? Is it learned? Like, yeah. you know, some people are not aware yeah. of things of themselves of their own physical what the space they take up in physical space. Like they don't even they're not very aware. Mm -hmm. You know, for me personally, I feel like I'm a really aware person. So I actually feel like, well, this is going to sound contradictory, but I feel like I don't need film. Yeah. Because I feel like I have a pretty good sense of what my body's doing. Yeah. You know, I, like, I feel like if you tell me to make adjustments to certain things internally or externally with my body, like, I think I'm pretty good at it. I don't know, but I yeah. think I'm pretty good at it. Um, I guess I think that because whenever people coach me to do things, I feel like I do them, I can do them pretty quickly. Yeah. If someone says do this or do that, I feel like I can do it the first try or the mm -hmm. second try. But I feel like as a coach, when I tell people to do things, there's a big spread on people's ability to do that. Like some it could take them longer. Yeah. Like some, well, some people are good at it. Yeah. Other people will like. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I had a goofy-footed player a long couple years ago, like years mm -hmm. ago. And I was like, this is just really going to hold you back. If you really want to, like, go further in your game, like, you probably need to... Learn. Yeah, because for her particularly, yeah, you can be goofy-footed and successful, but for her, it was just closing her off way too much. Yeah. So I was like, you should spend the summer just not thinking about anything but finishing right-left instead of left-right. Mm. And she came back and like, 
said she worked on it all summer and like was still goofy footed. Huh. And I was like, how can you not change that? I mean, how can you not? And and she would get she would get back. Yeah. And she like. Sometimes when she would do goofy footed, she like wouldn't be aware that she was doing goofy footed. And I'm like, that's so weird. You know, but it's it's like that's just a more exaggerated version of what you talk about with the low pushy, with the bottom half contact or the yeah. top half. It's like you feel like it's top half, but it's not sometimes. Yeah. Well, like when we would, there were times where we would go indoors, and there would be it was like if you did low pushy, like you're off, right? And there was so much debate because I remember someone saying, you know, if you feel it, just be honest and truthful with your team and say, yeah, that was a little pushy, but some people may not even have that awareness, you know, then like when someone tells you, hey, that was a little pushy, like get off and you'd be like, no, I didn't, I didn't feel like that was a little pushy. So uh, that's an even bigger topic to talk about. Yeah, that's, that's maybe more where, what the title can slash should be this is like, is like, Awareness through film or something like that. Mm. Awareness through video. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, that that is a really interesting. I'm interested to s- understand more how people's either natural or developed level of body awareness mm-hmm. relates to the value they can get out of watching film. That's. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. And if, like me saying that I'm aware. Am I wrong? Like, I don't know. Like, are like, you, I could, I could are be you wrong. tricking yourself? Yeah, am I just you know? telling myself, oh, no, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because that's the whole thing about awareness is like, me thinking I'm aware doesn't necessarily mean I'm aware. Yeah. I or, could be unaware yeah. of my awareness. Or you know? telling you, or telling yourself that you are aware, but in reality, you may not be. Yeah, me, could be. me being like, I, I'm aware of what my body's doing. I don't need to watch film. Is it could be? I could just be making the same mistake that tons of people make, yeah. and I, I can have no knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. So, in order to check myself and any player, yeah. I should probably just watch film just to be sure. I feel like it's just a baseline, like just checklist for any player is to go and just watch yourself back. It may not, you may not go so in depth, but like the you know, bare minimum, basically, would just be to just watch yourself. Yeah. What's interesting is I've watched film myself coaching, and there's a lot of things that I do that I'm unaware that I do. Coaching? Yeah. Huh. Just the way I'm speaking or how long I'm speaking or... Oh, when you, like, you know, in practice. Yeah. Sometimes when you have the thing on and you're talking. Yeah, like, when I started doing that, filming myself and micing myself up, it made me be aware of like a lot of things I wasn't aware of. Mm. Like, I talk a lot and I still talk too much, but I talk way less than I used to. Mm. Because I watched film, I was like, damn, it's just like dragging on for like four or five minutes. Like, that's a lot. Would you not like, see, that's the thing. Like, you may, you weren't aware that you were talking for right. that long. Right. Same thing that would translate in a, you know, film standpoint. Like, if you weren't aware of it, you know, you weren't hitting top half or you weren't aware that you were leaving early or weren't aware that you were broad jumping, you know, like, yeah. it, I don't know. Yeah, so even if you're someone that thinks you're aware, like, I don't, there's not a ton of, I don't see any downsides to film. 
Yeah. There's there's no argument against it, right? So like, that's that's pretty rare. Like there's there's no argument to be made against watching a film. Yeah. There's know? always gonna be some some benefit. Yeah, even if it's just con even if it's confirming like I thought I did this. Yep, I did that. Yeah. I am thinking correctly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I gotta film myself coaching more because. Yeah, I think it helps, actually. It, it does help. I feel like I, it's changed a lot since, like, the videos I used to watch, like, before I got here. Really? <laughs> yeah. How? I feel like it's less sometimes. Like, when we're in between, like, our, our practices. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it'll be really long. Like, you'll just have a lot to say about some things. And then sometimes it's like, okay, straight to the point. In between, like a you know, in between when we get water or something, it's like this, this, and this. Okay, get back out. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, that's tough. That's a whole other thing too. I don't want to get into that. That's <laughs> a lot. <of> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So long story short, there's zero downside to watching your video yes. or anyone's video. Really. Anyone. Yeah. Could be yourself or anyone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs>